A dove among a flock of frowsy old crows was how one writer described a performance of a woman Illan Piper at the beginning of the 20th century. As Piper and researcher Louise Mulcahy discovered, the appearance of a woman on the pipes was hardly a rarity, even if information about the lives of women pipers was scarce. After many years of research, Mulcahy has been able to write this wrong in her new documentary, Menor Napierb. The film tracks Mulcahy around Ireland as she unearths the lost stories of significant women pipers, building a fresh picture of a largely overlooked part of the history of trad, as she told Culture Files' Anya Gallagher. really stood out to me when I started playing the Illum Pipes. I began playing the Illum Pipes because I loved the sound of the instrument and the power of it. But what I quickly realised and noticed in the Illum Piping workshops was that I was often the only girl. But when I started, my father gave me a present of Irish Minstrels and Musicians, which is a publication by Captain Francis O'Neill from 1913. And what I noticed in that book was there were a number of women mentioned, photographs, but very little information about them. And as I looked for more information and asked more questions, there was no information available to me. So I really wanted to find out about their career, if they continued playing, what happened to their instruments, what happened with their lives. And so about five, six years ago, I set upon the journey of finding out and unearthing this information. And I didn't know if there was anything I was going to find out or if there was any other information available, but I've been pleasantly surprised and my eyes have certainly been opened wide to the lives of these pioneering women in Irish piping. I'm Louise Mulcahy, I'm an Ellen Piper, a flute player and a teacher, and I've been researching the story of women in piping for the last number of years. Incredible stories have emerged researching this, and I suppose the traditional route of finding information through the archives, whilst the pictures were there and limited information, I had to go down other avenues. One of the highlights has been locating family uh, relatives, and especially family relatives in their 80s and 90s, who've been able to enlighten me about their incredible relatives and, and, and pipers and really give me an insight into their lives. And also, the one of the first or the earliest references I can see to women in piping has been in the 1800s, and that has been Kitty Hanley and Nance the Piper. And they're said to have started playing out of dire necessity. See a huge concentration of pipers in, in Cork City. I suppose after the Great Famine, we, we see two main movements do dominating the landscape, like Home Rule and, and the Gaelic League. And, and the Gaelic League, or Conan O'Gaelge, gave these women a performance platform to showcase uh, Irish traditional music and dance and ill and piping. But two women from, three women actually from the Cork Pipers Club, we have Anna Barry. And Anna Barry, there's really iconic photographs. Um, this particular one is taken from 1901, uh, and Anna Barry seated on the left-hand side of the photograph with a number of gentlemen, but she sent the media into a frenzy in 1901. And on that particular day at that competition, she was placed in the competition, but the adjudicator describes her as a, a, a dove amongst a flock of frowsy old crows. So not very complimentary to the gentleman, but what's interesting about Anna Barry is that she was born into a musical family. She would have received musical training in Cork, but also we can now see from newspaper articles that she inspired other women to take up the pipes, the Illum pipes in Cork City. Uh, so we see her as a catalyst for Illum piping. And I, we all know if you can see, have a presence, it often inspires, uh, or a visibility, it often inspires uh, more people to take up the instrument. So we can see that in her case. One other standout moment for me was Paddy Maloney 
the great Paddy Maloney, who we lost a couple of months ago, and Betty Nevin, and it's another iconic photograph of the line of Pipers and a very young Betty Nevin and Paddy Maloney as children uh, on their way to the Flan Mullingar in, the, in 1951. And we see them reunited on screen for a really glorious, gorgeous, uh, moving interview. She was an absolutely gorgeous player. And you know what I mean, to be part of the the whole scene going on, you know, with the first flat hole and that sort of thing. Um, she was a gem, you know, she was very important, you know, she was a icon there. You know. I suppose with other kinds of music, historically women might have played maybe like a different kind of repertoire or they would have played on smaller instruments and maybe the, yeah, the repertoire might have been more appropriate for being demure or whatever. Do we see that within our traditional music or were the women essentially playing what the men were playing? I think they were essentially playing what the men were playing. Some of the records and some of the material that I've been given by the, the relatives of these pipers are fragments of tunes and transcriptions. And certainly from Leo Rousam's students, they would have been playing the, the repertoire as was of that day. And some of the tunes are tunes which I would have learned, um, as, you know, at that starting out or I still play today. So there seemed to have been no difference between repertoire for masculine for male or feminine um, but what I did notice was that some of the, the women especially Miss Johnston had additional keys placed on her chanter which is the melody part of the instrument so she plays the organ and she played classical music as well and so what we piece together is that possibly those keys were used and put on the chanter so that she could play other genres or other other repertoires as well. It's a very interesting topic to look at the music and I suppose the one thing is that we don't have any recordings. Uh, so we're reading between the lines, you know, based on diary entries and concert programs and printed material of that day and, and, and selections of tunes that they would have played. You must have felt like a bit of a detective doing this. <laughs> It was like one piece of it, but to find out the information, like it took so long because w women changed their name, you know, if they got married. So, and then to try and find out what happened to them and how, who they married and <laughs> to get to that point, to bridge the gap from, we'll say Mary, Molly Morrissey to her married name was, was just incredibly, uh, took a, a long time. We unfortunately don't have any recordings of these women. It wasn't until 1978 that the first commercial recording was made of a woman playing the Ellen Pipes and that was featured on the Piper's Rock album uh, and that Piper was Marnie Grada amongst other Pipers on the album, Mick O'Brien, Davies Spillane and many other great figures in piping at that time. So not that long ago, 1978, when you think about it, but since then, lots more recordings coming on stream and I'm sure lots more to come. And I guess just looking at the scene today within piping. I think there's still probably some discrepancies between men and women in that world. I think when I started playing the pipes, specifically to the Ellen Pipes, I noticed that there were women were in the minority. But today we're so fortunate that the situation seems to have changed drastically, especially in the last 15 years. Uh, lots more women playing the pipes, lots more girls playing, the, young girls starting out taking the pipes up. And we also see lots of women around the world taking up the instrument as well. So there are no barriers. And one of the really important developments has been the pipes on loan scheme. So it allows accessibility to the instrument because often if you look at a full set of pipes, you think first of all of the cost and you also think about, I suppose, launching out uh, expense on an instrument like that if you're not sure you're going to take it up. But it also allows you to take it up stage by stage. Um, so that has been really a, a crucial development in, in people in access to the instrument, but also 
lots more uh, workshops and a greater visibility of women playing ill and pipes now. Um, and also there are slight adaptations. Makers are able to make adaptations to the instrument to suit your frame better, not just women, but men as well. And so the instrument really in the tradition has progressed. Mulcahy there and the reporter was Ornia Gallagher and Manon Appear is on TG Cahar at 9.30 on Sunday the 19th of December.